When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Cook podcast. I'm Dylan Kuhn, along with my co-host Nigel Dyson. Um, excited to be here. Excited to get this under the way. Uh, just a little introduction for myself. Um, I've been an Iowa State fan all my life. I grew up in Manning, Iowa. Uh, been a basketball fan all my life. I have a hard time explaining to people that uh, March Madness is my Christmas. I, I I can't tell you how much college basketball. I mean, that is my favorite sport of all sports. Uh, I grew up during the Hoiberg years through Prom, now Otzelberger. Uh, went to school at Iowa State. Currently, am a photographer at KCCI in Des Moines. Um, thankfully, I get up to a lot of uh, Hilton basketball games when I get to shoot them um, for KCCI. And that is where I met uh, Nigel. And Nigel, if you want to introduce yourself and let the people know your connections to Iowa State. Yeah, so I'm uh I'm also in the news department um for my career path. I'm a sports reporter, but I moved down to Louisiana after graduating from uh Iowa State. I was able to meet Dylan through my internship where we hit it off just talking ball naturally every day. And then, you know, we always had like that bro discussion of like, we should start a podcast, but we just never did. And uh now we are. Now we're able to. I'm from uh I'm actually Nate I'm originally from Illinois, but uh, came to Iowa State uh, just because I wanted to go to a basketball school. And I told Dylan this off camera, too, like that Oklahoma game where we upset Buddy Heald and those guys. I mean, that was the first game I saw that made me want to come to Iowa State. And then um, I also spent a year as a, a manager my sophomore year for, ba- uh, for the basketball team. So been a basketball sicko my whole life. Uh, now I'm now I'm living the dream, giving to cover it normally uh, just this time for LSU. But I'm still going to stay true to my roots. And uh, I'm happy to be joining Dylan uh, and being able to cover Big 12 basketball, too. Yeah, that I just watched it again, like last week, that Hilton Magic uh, YouTube video. I don't know how many views it has, but I might be like half of them. I watched that seriously like <laughs> twice a month with the mercy Brent Musburger call on that whole breakaway dunk. I mean, that is probably my favorite game ever and when you told me that was like that was your kind of reasoning for like putting Iowa State on your map I felt like a a proud older brother because oh yeah that game was awesome um but let's get in uh to a little bit of this year uh still about maybe a couple weeks out from the start of the season um but it's ramping up NBA is back so I'm kind of already back in the basketball mindset uh a lot of you know College basketball, a lot of roster turnover, no matter who you are, where you are anymore. Um, I want to start with the returning players. 
um, and start with Taman Lipsy. Almost any uh, little blurb you see about Iowa State basketball coming up this year has something about Taman Lipsy and his perimeter shot, um, which towards the end of last season became kind of a weakness for our offense. You saw defenders start to sag off him um, on the perimeter, daring him to shoot it. Um, that's been a huge point of emphasis uh, for him this offseason. And another thing I've noticed, just kind of a cool part of my job, we get there before the games, hours before, and we see the warm-ups, we see everything. And I've seen him practice this maybe 15-foot floater, just this little runner, over and over and over. And he he doesn't go to it super often in games, but I'm expecting him to really lean on that shot. And I know it's not a three-point shot, but I think it'll spread the offense enough what do you think Lipsy needs to do to kind of take that second step as a sophomore this year? Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit it on the head uh, just talking about emphasizing the shooting aspect of it. But, you know, aside from that, it's mainly to to a certain degree, it only being a sophomore, it's also being that guy. You know, I know he's he's not the he's not the most vocal guy, but if he can kind of amplify that aspect to his game, it could unleash a lot of potential in teammates like uh, Demarion Watson, who I think showed huge strides last year. Um, I also, like you said, just shooting, you know, that we, we can't have deep going in deep into the gauntlet of the big 12, uh, having a guy on the court that just cannot shoot or people are daring to shoot. It's kind of, you're a Nets fan. So you, you know, the Ben Simmons rule. I mean, yeah. we, we can't have that for our school. And um you know, it, it's it's definitely I, I, I watched Taman in high school. I know he can shoot. And I know as a freshman point guard, you kind of just don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to be too brash in your decision making. So it just comes down to, you know, developing that confidence and that confidence goes through repetition and work throughout the summer. And um, it, from what I've heard, it seems like he's been putting in that work. So hopefully we can see some results this uh, this winter. The other thing, too, I think in the past 10 years, people have kind of forgotten you can be a really good point guard without being, you know, a 40% three-point shooter, right? Uh, especially our generation. You know, we have Kyrie, we have Curry, we have all these point guards who are kind of shoot-first mentality. And even if you go back to Tyrese Halliburton as a freshman and even the start of his sophomore season, he's just naturally a pass-first guy. I mean, that that's just what he looks to do when he has a ball in his hands. And I think it's the same for Lipsy. He's just a traditional point guard, and it's almost uncomfortable for him to be like, okay, I need to get my shot going. I, he, he's thinking about how can I help my players, who's cutting, where is the screen coming? And then he does so much on the defensive side too. I, I just think giving this extra year for him to grow in the offseason where he can kind of lean into his offense, his shooting ability will will be huge for him. The other guy I'm really excited for is Trey King, who was a beast at Eastern Kentucky, getting about 20 points a game, rebounds. I mean, a grown man. Um, and it's easy to forget that he didn't play the non-conference schedule or most of it last year. Um, because of an NCAA transfer waiver, whatever. Um, and starting your uh, Big 12 career in the Big 12 schedule is a tough thing to do. I mean, that's the best conference there is. And going night in, night out against top 25 teams, that, that wears on you. And for him to have, you know, kind of a easier transition into that, I think will be huge for him. And I think he was taking steps towards the end of the last season to be, you know, a star player for this team. Is there anything that you want to see from Trey King that you saw either at the end of last year or maybe something new that you want to see to his game? Um, nothing new, really, but more so just like I just want to see it more. You know, there there were times where ironically 
you know, we'd be in the wide right uh, group chat and we'd just be like, I'd be like, bro, let him cook. Ironically, you know, that's a guy you got to just like, he's going to come in spurts. And in those spurts, you got to let him get hot and stay hot. So I think, you know, to to see his role increase this year, not be such of a bench, so much of a bench guy, um, I think we're going to see that more. And I think he's going to be more of that primary option on offense. Um, the thing I like about him too is he's just not afraid of the moment. Like we're in Hilton against Kansas and, you know, he has a huge game, making huge plays for us. So I, I, I just want to see more of what he's already doing so well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and two, like I think – he'll be looked at as a leader on this team. Uh, I'm an upperclassman. He was here last year. He's been to all these crazy big 12 arenas. He's seen a lot. Um, last year, the, I mean, that that team went through some a lot of adversity, um, and I think that's kind of priceless. I think that goes a long way um, for the next season, and he's so versatile. A lot of these, uh, I mean, that's kind of the key to this team. Uh, I, there's so many guys that are so versatile. They can do a lot. They can shoot, they can play defense, they can rebound, they have good size, just physical, just dudes, as we would say. Uh, Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang, he said, we just got some dudes. We got dudes. Uh, <laughs> and that, when you look at the Iowa State roster, I just, man, there, it's deep, it's everywhere. Um, I'll, I'll just kind of name the other the other returners. We got Robert Jones, Hassan Ward, Demarion Watson, and of course, uh, the chief energy operator conrad holly um who did get playing time uh at, at the end of the last season that was kind of Otz's uh promise he said everybody's gonna get playing time if you want minutes here's your chance to earn them but um kind that of was looking... given that was the after the whole caleb gross situation right with, uh like it was against baylor it was kind of just like throwing haymakers as much yeah. as you can at scott drew but go on uh, so kind of between Robert Jones, Hassan Ward, Demarion Watson, w- which guy out of those three kind of sticks out to you as a guy that could be a big contributor for this team? I think Watson. Watson's a big guy on my list. Um, I think he was just, you know, those kind of guy, those role players that just like they need a corner three. Yeah. I think he's a corner three away from like being just that consistent player that you really can't, you got to play kind of straight up because you, you don't want to fully close out on him, run him off the line. Cause he, if he can knock down a shot, he's also athletic enough to get to the rack, you know, and he's just a beast on the boards already. He's not afraid. Um, him also not being afraid of the moment as a freshman will go in there and kind of do the dirty work. So I think if he can just emphasize kind of like Taman working on that jump shot being that, you know, we are a deep team, we're also very undersized at the end of the day, too. Um, so I think if we're all able to kind of stretch the floor, it makes us just more of a threatful offense and a, a more threatening team. And Watson was a guy I thought he might transfer. Uh, he yeah. has so much skill and so much potential that I thought he might go somewhere that, you know, they could promise that, you know, you'll be a starter from day one. You'll be able to kind of be, you know, a, a big player in our offense. Super glad that he came back because, like you said, at the end of the last season, I mean, there was times where it felt like we had to have Demarion Watson out on the court, um, switchable defender, very athletic, very quick, uh, especially for his size. So, yeah, I think he could take a big step. And then the other guy I want to shout out who I've been hearing good things about all offseason is Hassan Ward. Bulked up um, over the offseason, I think added about 20 pounds. Big, I mean, athletic and to me, I, I can't remember a lot of times when he had a bad play, when I was like, man, what are you like? I, the, he wasn't given a bunch of responsibility, mm-hmm. um, but what he was asked to do, he went out and did it. Offensive rebounds, putbacks, 
um, finishing around the rim, screens. I mean, just kind of the pivotal big man off the bench role. But he did it well. And I even like I wouldn't be shocked if he starts a couple games for Iowa State this year. Yeah, no, I, I, I was big with Aiden on this was last year. You know, like you said, you he didn't have a lot of responsibility. But I also think given that he made the most of his opportunity and you, we, with that, we saw a lot of great things from him. Um, and it, you just like it, he's another guy. You just want to see more. And I think with guys like Kalsher and other vets on the team, it's just hard to kind of rotate guys consistently all the time. But, you know, to see that he's put on weight and that he could potentially be starting at the five makes us a very threatening team because he's, he's not your average five guy. I mean, he's a guy who if he's playing the five, he can also pick up a guy full court. Yeah. 94 feet and just give you hell, you know, all day. So I think that's really scary when I think about that defensively to have five guys on the floor at all times that are really mobile and uh, just not afraid to move um, and are capable of moving. So I think, too, just adding that that strength is only going to add to his athleticism, too, especially up the bounce. Um, can't forget last year that that tremendous dunk he had against Kansas State. Dude took off from like the – it looked like the Sioux Cup logo. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but – you know, he he's he's gonna be an exciting one this year. And to see that he's definitely improved physically is just even more exciting. Um you and I shot a lot of high school basketball last winter, and that's one of my favorite parts of my job, especially when these guys end up going to Iowa State. I mm-hmm. shot a lot of Tame and Lipsy, shot a lot of Omaha Baloo last year, and that's where I want to start. We didn't, hey, star. I, I got a shout out my boy Kate Kelderman. We even got some yeah, Kate Kelderman right. there. You're Come right. We did a lot of Waukee Northwest games. Um so just Omaha Blue, the one that stands out for me, and I was at this game, when he went East Bay between the legs on a breakaway dunk, I cover a lot of Iowa high school basketball games, and I don't think I will ever see that again in an Iowa high school basketball game. He is special. He's every bit of a five-star. Just talk about kind of the allure and the it factor that Omaha has. I, I first want to I first want to catch you on the I, – I think you will see it. But it'll obviously probably be from Zay Robinson or CJ Stinson, but that's a that, conversation for another be, day. That could be. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, Omaha Blue. I mean, the fact that he is—he's our only five-star recruit in program history, and we haven't talked about him this this late into the podcast, twenty minutes into the podcast. Um, it just goes to show, I guess, how exciting this overall team can be. But him, him specifically, I mean, he's gonna be special. Like he's just—he's so advanced. Um, he's just so skilled for his, his position and size that, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for him long-term, but I am, I am curious to see, given that we have all this veteran presence in the locker room this year, where he can fit in, is he going to be that primary six man? Um, if not, you know, maybe we take, maybe we take Ward off the bench or something. I don't know. That's, that's definitely where I start to have a lot of questions about the team. Um, obviously good questions, but yeah, I think. The second he does get in the game, he's going to do nothing but good things for us, but it's just a matter of time to uh, wait and see. I was going to say, that's a good problem to have if you're TJ Altsberger trying to decide if, you know, do I start this five-star athlete or do I bring him off the bench? I mean, that's a crazy position to be in as a head coach, but I think you're, I mean, I think you're spot on. Um, the Big 12 is a, you know, if you're 22, 23, 24 years old, those are usually the best players in the Big 12. It's hard for a freshman. It can happen. But it's hard for a freshman to really break through and be like that guy on a team in the Big 12 just because of how old the Big 12 is as a conference. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to get this name right. I've been practicing all night. Milan Mamchilovic. 
And the more John Walter says that name, the easier it'll get for me to right. say it. Right. Um, I wish he played in central Iowa in high school because the highlights I've seen of him in Wisconsin, um, super skilled, super talented, a great offensive player, a good playmaker. I think he has a high basketball IQ. I don't want to hit too many, uh, like I, I don't want to put him in a box, but he, he is so good at what he does. And I think he could get similar to what Demarion Watson minutes last year. I, I think in spurts, he'll be able to play, but I'm hoping he's a two to three year guy hoping. I, I think he'll eventually be in the NBA, but um, the more years we can get out of him, the better. But I think those two freshmen, especially Omaha, will probably see the most from this year. Is there any other freshman or do you have anything about Mamchilovic that really excites you? Um, again, I mean, to think that those two guys are probably going to come off the bench game yeah. one is crazy. Uh, I don't know another, maybe in a parallel universe, they're, they're, they're most likely starting, you know, this is so that just to be in this situation is crazy, but you know, what I love about Milan is he's, he's so big in his ability to shoot. You know, I just think he's going to be able to stretch the floor. He's going to have probably a better impact from a shooting standpoint than maybe a Watson given his size. And like we were talking to Chris, I, me and Aiden were talking to Chris about this uh, off, off camera. Cause I was just curious. And he said that like, you know, those guys are probably going to be his NBA guys is, right. is Milan and, and uh, Omaha. So I, I'm just, again, excited. If we can keep them for two years, maybe pull a Halliburton, that'll be yeah. crazy because both of them potentially could go top 10, right. you know? Um, may, maybe Milan fall into, like, the teens. But nonetheless, I mean, it's 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 really cool to see that we have all this talent on top of that veteran presence. And uh, I think Milan is, again, going to crack the top eight fast just because, you know, shooting is a necessity, especially in the Big 12. Um, so I'm excited to see uh, what um, what he can bring to the table. But his shooting definitely is what stands out. And then I don't want to forget JT Rock reclassified. So tech, we have five freshmen. Um, I'm not expecting. I mean, JT Rock is huge. He's a seven-footer. Honestly, I don't remember the last time we had a seven-footer. I, I can't recall off the top of my head. It's rare to see. Was Condon seven foot? Six eleven. I'm not sure off the top of my head. He he would have been close. Yeah. Um. But I, again, he he's 17. Uh, mm -hmm. He has a lot of room to grow, both physically and uh, in basketball. So I, I'm not expecting a whole lot of JT Rock minutes. But again, yeah, I, I, I heard he's going to recruit. Yeah, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think he just wanted to get no offense to uh, high school basketball in South Dakota, but I think he just wanted to surround himself with kind of higher caliber talent and just kind of get into this mode a, a little early, which I think is a great idea. I don't knock him for that at all. You're shutting off our South Dakota viewers fast. I know it. Uh, no offense to any uh, South Dakota high school basketball <laughs> players that are listening. Uh, and then, so we lost a lot. Oh, Aiden, Yurgo Slam Boris, the, the true Greek freak. How tall was he? Does it say his height? Aiden, Aiden is our Jamie. If this is the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Throwing he's in Yurgo Slam Boris. I wonder what he's up to. <sighs> what a guy. I, I couldn't tell you. I remember that I was so plugged into recruiting. I was like probably 14 or 15 years old when Iowa State got him. And I really thought that he was going to be like a big deal. I Like a like, Vlade Divac. Right. Like I thought he was going to be this <laughs> program changer and that didn't quite pan out. But uh, the transfers, uh, again, we lost a lot of depth at the guard position. Kausher, Holmes, um, 
and I know he didn't play, but Jeremiah Williams would have been another great guard um, for Iowa State. Uh, we got Keyshawn Gilbert from UNLV, Jackson Pavletsky from Wofford, and then Curtis Jones from Buffalo. And I think all those guys have a potential to start. I think going into the summer, um, it was kind of an open seat at that two-guard position on who was going to get the starting job there. I like what I've seen from all these guys. Again, we lost a lot of scoring from guys like Gabe Kalsher and Jaron Holmes, and I think the plan was Ots is going to get these guys in the transfer portal and hope to get, you know, maybe combined 30 points out of these three guys a night. Um, is there anyone, have you seen any highlights? Are any of these guys kind of at the top of your list on guys you want to see start? Um, I like Gilbert. Yeah. Gilbert's a big bodyguard, um, athletic, can shoot the ball. Um, I don't want to give him the jaw label. Uh, yeah. Because that comes with uncharted territory, right? But I just it, it's there's spurts that give me that kind of same vibe, um, and I I I know how notorious we are when we have those bigger guards. I hear like a lot of people are comparing this guy to DeAndre Kane. Um, that's a huge compliment early yeah. on in the season. So to potentially be getting that back, and uh, I know how big of a Kane guy you are. So I'm just to I, I'm excited to see what he can bring. Um, same with Curtis. I've seen Curtis when they're in the Bahamas, he was shooting the skin off the ball. Yeah. You know, so to, to, to see what those two can bring, I think it's essentially going to be better than, or at least replace the loss of Holmes and Kalsher. Right. Uh, Keyshawn Gilward looks like he has an NBA kind of bag. I mean, he mm -hmm. has every dribble move package that you can dream of. Consistency is a big thing with him. I was just kind of looking at his box scores and he'd go for 21 night and then he'd get five points the next. So it's just kind of finding his consistency, finding his shots. Um, that'll be big for him. And then the Wofford Terriers. Uh, I was, I think it was like 2019, maybe Fletcher McGee, if that name rings a bell for anyone out there. I was set that they were going to be a Cinderella team. They were like the best three-point shooting team in the country. And they went like three for 30 in their first round uh, tournament. But that's what Wofford does. And that's what Pavletsky does is shoot the ball. What, um, was, that, was that against Kentucky? With that Tyler Hero team? Possibly. I, they were like a 14 seed or a 13 seed, but they were kind of like a sexy upset pick. Uh, yeah, I think that was, that was, yeah, that was when Kentucky lost to Auburn in the Elite Eight, okay. 2019. But go on. Fletcher McGee could shoot that thing. I think he shot like 48% from three that season. Yeah. So shout out Fletcher McGee. Also, what a great March Madness name that would have been. That just <laughs> sounds like a guy that would run the month of March, but I digress. Uh, Pavletsky should be a great three-point shooter. Curtis Jones, again, a good shooter. These guys are offense. I mean, these guys are who we're going to look to when the shot clock's at five and we need a bucket. Um, and every team needs that. And again, these are, you know, not freshmen, not 18, not 19 years old. These are guys that have, you know, been in the NCAA, have been playing college basketball. And again, I can't tell you how priceless that is. I mean, you look at Kansas, they have returning players. Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, he's 22. I mean, you look across up and down the Big 12, it is either guys from the transfer portal or guys that have been in the Big 12 three years, and you need you need old guys. Yeah. Uh, and that's what these three bring to the table. They bring that veteran presence that I think we really need. Yeah, no. I, Jackson's uh, someone that had always kind of – I from I guess from the jump of his commitment, I I it was kind of a question mark. Yeah. But uh the more I the more I look at his tape, I, I it does it is convincing. Um to hear that he kind of fits that Caleb Grill mold 
uh, is exciting just because, you know, we know with knockdown shooting, it also comes with just the ability to play hard right. and kind of do the dirty work, doing things that a lot of people don't want to do. Um, so, and then to hear that he can also run the point is also good. I, I, I like the fact that we can give Lipsy that rest. Yeah. Because Lipsy was great last year without a lot of rest. So yeah. I could only imagine you sit that guy down for a few minutes. Like, I, I'm, you remember last year, I always used to call him a pit bull because he just would get he blown, is, get blown out by a screen and then get right back up. And right. I'm like, dude, this guy doesn't, he doesn't flinch. So, I mean, to, to see a guy like that finally have some help at the point guard position is going to be exciting. And Taman is taller. I mean, he just is kind of a victim of when you're standing next to guys that are 6'10 all the time, you look really short. But he offensively re- rebounds so well for a guy his size. And, I mean, these are long he's rebounds big. that he is. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's put together. and But the hustle of Taman Lipsy, I, I think, is it goes right up Otz's alley and how he wants to play basketball. But, again, giving him 5 to 10 minutes to rest so he can just go 100% to the wall every time he's on the court that's huge yeah um yeah yeah no he he's he's something that definitely um i'm i'm he's probably the person i'm most excited to to see this year outside of omaha right um and it's also it's also just cool me not being from iowa to see all these 515 kids all kind of be on the same team now is just really cool because like i couldn't imagine playing the play you growing up you're just playing each other all the time and then all of a sudden you guys are like actually it's actually playing together it's like a storybook ending for these kids so i mean it's a really cool moment and that's what odds he said look i'm gonna go after midwest kids we have a lot of guys from iowa minnesota wisconsin illinois i mean that is kind of where he said i'm gonna set up shop here and i'm gonna get the best there is and that's what he's done i mean a five star out of iowa historically that has not gone iowa state's way um Roy Williams, I'm surprised he didn't go back into coaching so he could recruit Omaha Blue away from us. Uh, but I'm I'm so thankful that we got him because I, I think he is the perfect five-star for our program. I think you get a lot of five-stars that they have the NBA in their sights, and they're like, you know, I'm at college because I have to. I really think Omaha wanted to be a Cyclone, and he wants to play defense. And um, I, I just we got really lucky with the five-star we got in Omaha. Yeah, and I think, too, like – there's a lot of Omaha Blues at those Blue Blood schools. You yeah. know, they fill up those wing positions fast. There's a lot of six, eight, five star. Like uh, to a to a Kentucky or a Duke, that's just that doesn't really raise a lot of eyebrows. It's yeah. kind of like the usual. So I think that's that was the main recruiting pitches. Hey, you can be the only Omaha Blue here, right? And like you said, the defense that he can bring every day, I think, is gonna be wonders for this team. And obviously, you know how much of an impact he makes already within his class because when he was at the All-American game, that's all people were talking about was how impactful he is on defense. And for someone to be that locked in for a, a pretty much a high school all-star game, like yeah. you want to just defend, right. like I, the guy's built up here, he's built different. That's, and that's what I've been told about him uh, just throughout people who have uh, said nothing but good things about him. A lot of the best defenders, you know, of all time, they just like their brain works a little bit differently than the average brain. I, like Kevin Garnett, crazy person, incredible at defense, crazy on the court. I, you know what I mean? Like there, if you want to be that good at defense, you just have to be wired a little differently. Right. Um, and I think that's what Omaha is. I think that's just his calling card and he's going to stick to it. And I love that. Um, yeah. Up next, we got some superlatives, uh, a little bit of a yearbook uh, segment here, just preseason. 
Um, I got team MVP, most improved, fan favorite, and defensive player of the year on the team. So let's leave team MVP for last. Give me your most improved and probably a returner. Um, is there anyone, I mean, we've kind of talked about some guys that we think could make a jump. Who stands out for you to be most improved on this team? I got a hybrid answer, and it's because it's Watson and Ward. Yeah. Um, just because it's too hard to pick. I th- it's going to have to come down to actual, by the end of the year, that March 5th area of time, um, it's going to have to see, you're going to have to go back and look at everything, but like what, who, who gave me a bit more, but I know it's going to be, that's going to be a neck and neck fight the whole year. Um, but yeah, Watson, just cause he's a three point shot away from being a complete player. Um, and then Ward to see, he's the most physically improved. I could only imagine that just like contributes to, um, every aspect of his game. So definitely, um, Hassan Ward and, uh, Demario Watson. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna shout out Taman Lipsy. I know we've talked about him a lot already, but a lot of people forget he wasn't supposed to be the starting point guard last year. Uh, Jeremiah Williams blew out his knee a couple months before the season started. His Achilles. Now, that's that's what you're right. Achilles. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, Taman Lipsy's playing 40 minutes a night in the best conference in basketball. So, I mean, I think getting that experience under his belt will just really catapult him. And then if he can improve his perimeter shot, I mean, I can't think of a more complete point guard that I would want the big 12 than Taman Lipsy. So, I mean, if he figures out that jump shot, I mean, whole, like he can see basketball in slow motion, the way he runs an offense. And that's what always stuck out to me in high school is he could almost decide, okay, now we're going to go on a 12 Oh run and win this game. Um, yeah. and I think he can get to that level in college basketball as the game slows down for him, as he improves his offense. I mean, he'll be able to just like read defenses like a book and, that can really elevate our ceiling too. If we have a point guard that that's, is that good? Um, let's go to fan favorite. Uh, we have a couple of highlight caliber guys on this team. Is there anyone by, you know, January, February, that's, you know, you're buying an NIL Jersey of this guy. Um, NIL Jersey, maybe Omaha, but I think fan favorite because of, I think this season is going to be full of highlights. I think we're going to see, some Hall of Fame performances from our boy Conrad. I think the, I think the bench impre- the bench celebrations are just going to elevate. I think he's going to take his game to a whole nother level. And um, I think that energy is kind of inf- infectious where people can kind of just like know nothing about him but ask who is that guy, and then you have to learn about him. You know what I mean? So I think – the, by the end of the end of this year, if you didn't know about him already, you're going to know about Conrad uh, Holly. Conrad reminds me like when you're in open gym at, and like just shooting around and then like the footballer in Iowa, like the wrestling guys come out of the weight room and then they're just like on the basketball court, just like messing around. That is exactly what Conrad Holly reminds me of. Just like he, he's just there for the good times. And like yeah. he, he, he's he, a football he's, player that turns the, like they made it to the state championship, so he didn't right. come until after the Thanksgiving tournament, and now he's just playing basketball to stay in shape. Yeah, like this is just some some. It's seriously, and he did play football at Kansas, so that yeah. that checks out. But um, he, it, it's so cool to see the bench be that hype. It, it's a little more than just like a fun video to see on Twitter, just to see. I mean, that almost always reads this team has chemistry. These guys get along, um, and he is just. I would imagine a great guy in the locker room to have for all oh, these yeah. guys. Uh, fan favorite, I it's got to be Omaha for me. He's going to be on Sports Center top ten more than once this year. 
Um, he has the highlight plays, whether it's going to be a breakaway dunk or something just ungodly on the defensive end, you know, pinning blocks against the backboard, a steal into transition. I mean, he is just so gifted defensively. He's just going to be a nightmare. And I think it's going to be, you know, unaudible in Hilton after, you know, a dunk after a 6-0 run going into immediate timeout. I'm just already dreaming uh, of that breakaway dunk. So Omaha, to me, he's already my favorite. Uh, it, my brand of basketball is defense. I can't tell you how happy I am that Alterberger is our coach and he's like, this is our identity because that's my favorite kind of, of basketball there is. And Omaha is just kind of that crown jewel of defensive basketball. So I, I'm ecstatic to see him. Um, and speaking of defense, we got defensive player of the year. Um, again, I think Omaha is a big candidate. Do you have anyone else that comes to you? I think just because he is off the back and didn't get those starting minutes, um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Hassan Ward. Yeah. Uh, I think he could potentially go away with two two awards this year. And uh, those are two of the more awards you can go, you can walk away feeling a lot of pride and, and genuinely feeling like you improved and other people see it and respect it. Um, but yeah, I, I just think his ability to be a rim protector is going to be elite this year. And to, to, to see that he's only gotten stronger, like you said, um, like I said earlier, the, just to that already elevate your, your physical strength, it's going to just, I think it's going to add up in the stat sheet. And I think he's going to really be a blocking threat. And I think he's going to be an even better rebounder. So I think uh, I'm going to have to give my, and then, like I said too, just the, I, I still can't fathom having a five that can pick you up 94 yeah. feet. Like Hunter Dickinson better, he better bring his lunch pail that year. <laughs> I mean that game. Cause he's, he's in for it. He's, he's big. He's slow. He's not very agile, but so he, I mean, Hassan might he might give him hell, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very intrigued to see what he can do this year. And I wonder too if, if we mix some press in. Um, I mean, we have so many guys with huge wingspans that can move. I, I think breaking a press against this Iowa State defense would be tough. Um, and just to throw in a different look to get an offense off of their rhythm, I, I think we could see Hassan. I mean, be in the backcourt on a press break just because of how long and how quick he is, um, and that'd be a nightmare. I almost want to give this award to the whole team, maybe the coaching staff. We've just been we've been so good at defense the past two years, and that's almost out of necessity. I, I think it's kind of been beaten into us that, you know, we might not have the most talented team in the Big 12, but we're going to play defense, and defense travels. Um, but I can't tell you, I, I felt like Prome, his downfall was kind of, we didn't have an identity. Hoiberg, obviously, move the rock, shoot a bunch of threes, if we score more points than them, we're going to win the game. And Altoberger almost did like a full reverse of like, you know, if they score less points than us, we're going to win the game. And if we win a game by scoring 45 points, that's what we're going to do. So um, I just love the commitment to play defensive basketball, to muck up a game, to make it ugly, nothing easy. Uh, and, and that's kind of been a theme of the Big 12, I think, over the past couple of years, too. There's no middle defense of, you know, don't let guys cut to the basket. We're either going to give up tough contested three-point shots or we're going to give up nothing so um i think it's been ingrained into every single player that if you want playing time you're going to have to play defense and i think that's paid dividends all across the court for us so it's hard for me to even give this to anyone um i don't know who's going to stand out Lipsy's an incredible defender omaha's going to be incredible trey king i mean you look up and down the roster and almost every single one of these guys is elite at defense so 
I'm, I'm going to give it to the whole team. I think we'll, we were top 10 in defensive efficiency last year, uh, according to Ken Palm, and I think we'll do it again this year. So that's how we're going to win a lot of games. Uh, team MVP, who do you got as, as kind of Mr. Cyclone this year? Um, I'm going to give it to Lipsy. I yeah. think like we talked about, um, uh, like you said, I'm, I'm starting to pot, like really think about it in real time. Like Lipsy with some rest. Yeah. He's gonna be an ant, uh, an animal. I, 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 I'm, I'm very excited to see what, what he'll be able to do this year. Um, I just think because he's gonna be naturally put in a position to where he has to do a little bit of everything. It's like without him, like, we're, we're, we're not, we're not a worse team, but we definitely lose a huge spark. So I think, you know, if he's gonna be able to shoot the ball better, if he's gonna be able to defend, um, which we already know he does so well, he's gonna be able to facilitate, which you already know he does so well. Um, I think just having that extra wind is going to really elevate his game statistically because, like, he already had – he almost had a triple-double last year against yeah. Kansas um, in that win. And, you know, he's just he's a special guy. And I think, you know, given the the skill improvement and the confidence improvement, uh, we're going we're gonna to see a special year from the sophomore. I'm going to go with Trey King. Um, again, he, he was that guy at Eastern Kentucky. He was the best player on his team. I think he can do that. In, in the Big 12 at Iowa State. So I'm going to give it to Trey King. I think he could really take a big step. He can shoot. He can drive the basket. He can play defense. Um, and having a full offseason and a full non-conference schedule under him, I think is going to do wonders for his game. And, and I think he'll be looked to as a leader. I mean, he's been in Allen Fieldhouse. He's been to these tough road environments. Um, he's been to the Big 12 tournament. I think these younger guys like Omaha, like Milan, will be, you know, looking to Trey King in the huddle to be like, hey, we, we need someone right now. We need to get back on track, and I think Trey King can do that for us. So um, up next, just are there any games kind of on our calendar that you have circled? I will say the non-conference, a little underwhelming this year. We kind of at DePaul for the Big East Challenge is kind of weak. Um, our tournament, probably not as star-studded as the PK, what was it, 90 or 95 last year in Portland? It was 95. 95. Um, and of course that's where we beat North Carolina and that's kind of where we started. And, um, but we do have a potential, uh, we could meet with FAU kind of the Cinderella team from last year's March madness and the non-conference. So I hope that works out for us, but is there any games that you're like, okay, I am cancel my plans. I'm sitting in front of my TV. I'm calling in sick. I need to see this game. Well, I don't know if I can cancel my plans cause those usually pertain to covering, uh, other sporting events, but I'll definitely be locked in. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think I have six games, uh, circled on my list and none of them are the new conference members. Yeah. It's kind of like those old foes. Um, it's an old girlfriend brings back bad memories. Right. Um, Texas, yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. for obvious reasons. That's what I mean by the girlfriend analogy. Um, we got Kansas state, um, and then on top of that, we got uh, both Kansas games. I think those – I think our conference for the last, again, three years, what a run the Big 12 has been on Yeah, to be the best basketball pro conference um, for the last three years, since pretty much since COVID. Um, to see that, you know, they're the, every year they're just able – every team is able to reload. I think it, it's rare that you have a conference with so many quad one wins. And I think right. – that's going to compensate for having that weaker out of conference schedule. So um, 
like I said, those six games are the circle one on my, circle one on my list. Um, maybe Houston, maybe. Yeah. But then again, I I don't know which what they're all bringing back. So uh, it's it that's going to be an intriguing one for sure. Um, yeah, the one for me, and I hope we go all out since we're a CBS station. But Iowa State Kansas in Hilton on CBS. I think it's late January, and I'm just I'm hoping, hoping, hoping I can be on the court with a camera on my shoulder for that game because that one will be. I mean, I was in some incredible environments at Hilton last year. I was at that Texas game. That was probably the angriest I've ever seen Hilton. And then Kansas State, Marquise Noel. That's when I was like, oh, like this guy is for real. Like I saw him warming up. Dude. And I'm like five <laughs> inches taller than him. And I'm like, I don't, I'm like, uh, I don't know if this guy. And he's that guy. I mean, he like, he had a crossover on Lipsy and Lipsy is a great defender. But, I mean, he just snatched that thing and just went straight to the jumper. And I was like, oh, man. And, I mean, the crowd just went – so he's a – I mean, that's when I was like, he's a killer. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like you said, I, I think we actually got some favorable road games too, some winnable road games. I think we can beat BYU on the road or UCF on the road. Um, and then the other one that I, I'm really looking forward to at Kansas State to finish the Big 12 schedule – um, and, and that could, you know, determine what seed we are in Kansas City. That could, you know – maybe raise us a seed line in the NCAA tournament as well. So that's another uh, a big opportunity for us at the end of the season. Um, are there any Big 12 predictions? Do you have any hot takes as you're looking up and down teams, maybe a player of the year candidate that people are sleeping on? No, because I think uh, regardless of how we play against him, I think he's still going to be dominant given the fact of given of what they have coming back already. Yeah. Um, I got my player of the year is uh, Hunter Dickinson. Uh, loved him at Michigan. Can only it's scary to think what he's able to do in uh in Kansas. Uh, for my Big Ten, Big Twelve, excuse me, regular season champ, I got Kansas. Um, but I think they're also going to be that that team that's good enough to kind of take their foot off the gas in the tournament, where that's not their main priority. Right. A team who I think is going to need the tournament without being biased is Kansas State. I think they're a sleeper, and they're uh, definitely a dark horse to win that tournament. Um, if not, I would give that that nod to us. But uh, right now, I like Kansas State just because we have so much in the air with just simple rotations. You know what I mean? So I think Kansas is kind of already set on their guys. And like Coach Tanks always says, they got dudes. So I, I know they're going to – they like I think – is it Tyrod Taylor? What's his, No, not Tyrod Taylor. That's a quarterback. What's uh, what's the new Kansas State uh, point guard? What's his name? I mean, they got Kaluma from Creighton, Arthur right. Kaluma. Right, And, and he's going to be incredible. Uh, it's so hard keeping up with the transfer portal. I was just looking at the I know, 12 dude. rosters, and I was like, oh, they got him? Oh, yeah. like he transferred there? Like I'm recognizing all these names, and I was like, I forgot they transferred there. So yeah, every a dark team- horse, A dark horse player of the year might be uh, the kid from Oral Roberts for uh, – Oh, Abe's miss. Max Abe's. Yes. Yeah. He's good. Um. Again, it's it's intriguing to see what him and Hunter are gonna do this year, but uh, and then the team that go the reason why I said Kansas is probably gonna take their foot off in the uh, Big Twelve tournament is because I think they're the deepest Big Twelve team that can make a deep run in March. Uh, I think I think we maybe got a Sweet Sixteen in us, you know, but we gotta right. be playing our best basketball. And, and I mean, I know we'll always click off, uh defensively, but we have to be clicking offensively. I mean, right. Gilbert Jackson. Milan, all those guys got to be hitting shots. Tame has got to be hitting shots, you know. Um, so I, I think definitely, uh, if I'm without being biased, I definitely have to go with Kansas for making the deepest run in March. 
Um, kind of my dark horse team and dark horse player of the year, uh, TCU, they got Jameer Nelson Jr. Um, and that is Jameer Nelson's son. Right. Uh, and I don't think he'll be player of the year, but he was really good his sophomore year at Delaware. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of, he had a bit of a step back his junior year and now he's a senior at TCU. I think he'll be really good. And I think his teammate, Emmanuel Miller, he's been on a lot of first team, all big 12 preseason. And he's, he's a dude. I mean, he's built, he's, he looks like a big 12 basketball player. Um, is Mike Miles back? Nope. He's gone. Freddie okay. Lampkin's gone. Um, so they did lose a bit, but I mean, they, they reloaded every big 12 team, man, every year. It's like, ha how did you get that? Like, it's just crazy. I mean, this is where guys want to play basketball. Now. I think it goes without saying that the big 12 is a premier basketball league. And if, if you want to be, you know, in the best conference, you got to transfer to the big 12. So that that's what we're seeing happening. Um, and then as far as who, who's going to win the big 12 tournament, little tangent here at Nigel, I don't know if you saw it. You're probably not as plugged into the new Big 12 Twitter as I am. Utah fans want to move the Big 12 tournament from Kansas City to Las Vegas. Oh, they can shove it. Yeah. As someone who's (laughs) been to the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, that is one of the most perfect sporting venues, sporting events, the Power and Light District. I mean, that is so synonymous to me with Big 12 basketball. I can't imagine ever moving it. And... uh, they Las know Vegas. the advantage it gives us a Cyclones. Right. You know? and, they, they know our history. They want to throw us off our game. And Vegas ain't going to do that. No. You know? And also, we we travel to Vegas. We'll we'll have more fans in Vegas than Utah would anyways. But Who's going to carry the boats? Right. I will. Uh, right? Come on now. And, you know, maybe a little bias. We are so good in the Big 12 tournament. Um, I think I almost have to nominate us for, for tournament champs in Kansas City. I, I think this is a team that can put it together and do that. Um, regular season champs, you're almost an idiot if you don't pick Kansas. I mean, this it is just never what, happens for us. Like this is what Bill Self does, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That is just what he does. I don't know how. Again, I think the Big Twelve has gotten better, deeper, stronger, faster, and it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Kansas is going to find a way to get 15 wins in the Big Twelve. They're going to get calls. Um, that's just what happens. So, unfortunately, and Bill Self's that guy you, you want to not like, but you, you it's do. hard to man. It's hard to. I know he's it, it, he's such a cool guy. I, it, it's really tough to to be like, all right, you're you're all right. I, guess. I don't know if you saw uh, it was Big Twelve Media Days. Porter Moser was kind of they were all the coaches were taking a picture, and Porter said, "If I get too close to Bill, the refs are going to call call a foul." He pulled then, a dream team, an M, a Magic uh, calling out MJ dream team photo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Kansas and then which team is going to go the furthest? I mean, there's a reason Kansas is ranked number one in the preseason AP poll. That front court is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're the best team in college basketball. Uh, yeah. who do you got? Purdue? I, I mean, like who? Uh, oh, come on. come on. Returning four starters. You got four interchangeable backcourt, uh, guys. I, they're going to be a problem. They'll be the best sixth seed of all time. Uh, Okay, he, I need people to mark that down. Right. I'm, I'm using that against that. you. That's the ACC is not what it once was. Kyle Filipowski is not. He's not the answer. Okay. When you get when you get Cooper Flag, uh, then you can talk to me. I you'll be hearing from me soon. Do you have any uh, firing shots before we close this thing up? Any anything you want to let the people know? Uh let let's get ready for a, a gauntlet of a season. It's yep. it's it's never. It's never pretty, 
right. at least for us. We've we've had a lot of nine and nine seasons, uh, but we've also won a lot of Big Twelve tournaments, and that's the beauty of being an Iowa State fan. I think um, it's just you know uh, you, you, we're not too used to winning, uh, at least in Big Twelve. You know, to to where it's like we we really cherish those those quad one wins, and I think we're gonna get a few under our belt this year, kind of like we did last year. Um, Again, I think we've only improved offensively, and time will only tell where this team's going to be. Um, I just need to see, I see, I need to see what a real rotation is going to look like, and then I can get a better grasp of uh, of these guys. Yeah, I'm super excited. I think protecting home court is going to be really big for this team. Um, if you can win at home and pick a couple games off um, on the road against these new Big Twelve opponents, I think that really makes us a, a scary looking team going into March when it all matters. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to shout out uh, Cody Road, uh, our sponsor, and we are in the Wild Rose Casino. Um, and I just want to thank Cyclone Fanatic for giving Nigel and I this opportunity. Uh, a dream of mine growing up as a Cyclone fan, reading Cyclone Fanatic as a kid. Um, really happy to be part of this and looking forward to this basketball season. Yeah, like like you kind of said, hit on the head. Just shout out to our sponsors. Thanks for thanks to Chris and everyone at uh, Cyclone Fanatic for this opportunity. Um, and again, just, uh, the ability to not only be able to talk big 12 basketball, but be able to talk it with you, man. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a hoot. I'm excited. And, uh, this is the, I feel like this is going to be a start of something special. So I'm, I'm prepared and I'm ready. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. That was let him cook. Uh, you'll be seeing us more as the basketball season goes out. Um, we appreciate everyone for listening and we're, we're excited about this season. Let's cook.